Iowa everywhere. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm a The Avid Brothers. Live in concert. Friday, August 25th. Wells Fargo Arena. On sale now at highvtix.com. Like that Chris Williams and Chris. Chris Hassel. Two guys named Chris. Presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed. Seedsmanship at work. Hello, welcome to Two Guys Named Chris on Monday, August the 7th. My name is Chris Williams, joined as always by Chris Hassel. Matt Van Winkle is producing the program. Aiden Wyatt's always hanging around in the background. It's good to be here. We had an emergency podcast on Friday. We've got a lot to get to regarding all those stories. Of course, we are presented by our friends at Fairway Meat and Grocery, getting to be tailgate season. You got to be a fool to not get your meat at Fairway. I think I'm the to... one that needs to be the fool because I I really thought that when you asked me for my address, that that meant the Fairway meat box was finally coming. I'm the fool because I woke up this morning. I walk out into my yard. Let me make some room here. And I see not a fairway meat box, but something else that was delivered in the middle of the night. A Cooteray Dr. Oz 2024 presidential sign with Ghost State just sticking in the front of my yard that's amazing <laughs> ain't yeah. I the fool <laughs> can you just Explain put that in yourself. your background real quick can you just put that as your background today please I it's so it's so big and heavy that I don't know how to like I can't just set it like on my the thing my TV's on because you knock it over. This thing weighs like a hundred pounds. That's courtesy of our friends at Kelderman Manufacturing. That's bigger, badder, bolder. Well, and we're we're launching the new segment today. So, what was Jeff, the sign they made you a sign? What was they made this, me what, the what, Clorinda Academy sign? Yes, that's right. <laughs> I walk out and I'm like, what the <laughs> hell? So, I, I, how, my wife was like, how, how did they get someone to stick it in the yard? Well, I have, I have photographs of how, I have a video of it being put in your yard last night. What? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. This has been in the works for quite some time. Jeff Kelderman's daughter lives near you. What? Yeah. In Del Rey? I don't know if she's in Del Rey, but she's really close. She lives with Where's the video? Are you going to play the video? I can send it to Van Winkle here. Hold on one second, Matt. I'll send it to you. It was... um, It, this was all going on. You were you had probably been asleep for two or three hours last night. Yeah, when, what time was this at? Because we went to bed at ten Eastern. Um. Oh yeah, this was probably probably an hour after that. This is probably yeah, unbelievable. I, I just sent Matt some of the evidence. We'll we'll have it we'll have it put up there. But yeah, well, I've been. Me and Jeff have been debating what to put on the sign for a while, and we de- we decided to go with the Couturier and um, the Doctor Oz thing's just gonna live. And uh, I, I I wish you would have left it out there. I wanted to see what the neighbors thought driving to work today. Like what Couturier, <laughs> Doctor Oz? Well, I think <laughs> Doctor Oz. Then they would immediately assume that I'm far right. Right. <laughs> Maybe they what the hell? Oh my god. That's hilarious. So that's that's Jeff's daughter? That's Jeff's daughter, yeah. That's <laughs> a scene of the crime. Oh my god. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. That's what made it so funny the other day when you tweeted out the meat box, it's coming, and I was like, Yes, this is perfect. Just setting them up for a disaster. I don't know what I would have done if I if I would have looked outside and seen that. Well, at least she was wearing an Iowa State. She, at least she wasn't dressed like in all black, and it looked like. Um, but yeah, wasn't wearing the Iowa State black uniforms, dressed like Matt Campbell. Oh, <laughs> uh, we we have a lot. That, to get That's to. a good one. That's a good one. And the elusive fairway meat box continues to be lost in transit are we at our one year anniversary i don't even know the year's gone so fast i feel like this might be or next week would probably be the one year anniversary yeah, when did we of our show. when was the first program I, I it was know. right in we didn't go live the first show i think it was second week of yeah i think you're right next week chris yeah i think the first show we did like on my old chris williams podcast because we were kind of trying to test out all of our equipment and that mm-hmm. type of thing and then we and then we went live. So we're getting real close. It has been a hell of a year, my friend. Um, there you go. There's your one-year anniversary. The <laughs> bright green Dr. Oz Couturier sign to put in your yard. <laughs> Thank you to our friends at Kelderman. We're going to get to their new segment uh, coming up here in the next couple minutes or so. I'm really excited to have them on board. You can see um, you know, I've kind of told you that they are really good dudes and just like to have a great time so we'll get to the bigger better bolder where we're basically what we're going to do is we're going to each pick a winner from the last week and uh, we're going to let you guys vote on it on social media to see who is better let's let's knock some of this out with this realignment stuff so shortly after we got off the air on friday with our emergency pod uh, we learned that the Big 12 was indeed adding the four-corner schools, whatever you want to call them. We knew Arizona was going. Arizona State and Utah are official as well. Don't you have to add New Mexico to make that true? 
You got to add New Great Mexico as that as that fourth corner. Great point. Yeah, I uh, don't think that's probably in the cards. <laughs> so you 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 picked up on this, and I was really glad that you did. And Jamie Pollard's statement on I believe he put it out on Friday night, basically saying, um, "Yeah, I can't read that in front of me, but." He called it a monumental day and said it was one of the basically he said, said it, was it was the most significant moment in his 18 years involved with the Big 12. Yeah. So that's a huge statement, right? Why now, is this bigger or was losing the day they lost Texas and Oklahoma more significant? Because that put all of this into motion. That almost yeah. killed the Big 12, and yeah, that you, put this into motion. I know what he means. It's, he doesn't want to talk about that day. It was not You can't have one without day. the other. Right. Um, but this, um, I feel bad if, you know, if, you're, if you're Houston and UCF and BYU and Cincinnati, that great day. No. Not as good as this one. No, because that one was essentially, you know, you're – you're still treading water. That was, yes. That was just stay afloat. This one, you got to the, you finally got to the beach, right? If you're swimming towards land, you finally made landfall. It It's really hard to put into words, <clears throat> excuse me, the last 12 or 13 years or whatever it is. There's been this constant anxiety. No matter what happens around Iowa State, it's been a constant. There's been, oh, just won the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, well, Texas and Oklahoma could leave. You know, like it, 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 you never felt secure with your future because of the state of the Big 12. And now it's like you're the solid number three league. Not that that matters, but I but I really think that it does because you look at what's left. It was, it was basically going to be the Pac-12 or the Big 12, which is why you saw this rivalry develop between the two leagues for as long as it did. And I feel like at least I woke up Saturday morning, Chris, and I felt like you could kind of breathe for the first time in 12 years that, man, this is over. Like the, the, your, your constant struggle to exist for no to no fault of your own like if you look at the place Iowa State is in now compared to 20 years ago Iowa State has done everything that it can do to be a big boy athletic department right and you could have been Oregon State easily Washington State it was close if the Pac-12 would have expanded after remember when they did the stupid um the alliance remember that oh my god that if was Pac- i think two years ago this week or next week if the pac-12 would have decided that they wanted to expand on that day iowa state would not be in a power league right now iowa state would be in the american right if you look back to 2011 i think was the year when Texas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Texas Tech were really close to going to the Pac-12. And the Longhorn Network saved the day. If that doesn't happen, Iowa State's maybe, I I believe, ends up in the Big East 
which doesn't even exist as a football conference anymore. Probably in the American. So, like, it it's weird for me to be on the celebratory war path of Big 12 power when I, I, I just feel total relief when it comes to this as an Iowa Stater. Yeah, it's totally different looking at this from a Big 12 standpoint compared to a Big 10 standpoint. Big 10 yeah. is... <laughs> is adding teams because they can. Big 12 added teams because they had to to survive. Totally different. And I, I get that. As an Iowa State fan, there were times when I thought, boy, you guys <laughs> you guys might end up a lesser than. Even though I, you already kind of are. I got to say that as an Iowa fan. Now you have your your future is secure, at least the immediate future. You know, th- things are still going to change. No doubt. Th- realignment is going to keep going. I-, I still worry that this is going to end up being the Big Ten and the SEC just teaming up together and locking everybody I, else out. I truly believe this, and I, and I pinned it in a column the other night. Uh, is TJ here in our chat on YouTube says the problem is this anxiety will shift towards the next round when the contract is up in seven years. That's a, that's a good point. If this is where I think it'll go, Chris, I think cause you're already seeing it in the ACC where Florida state is, you know, just threatening the rest of its league members. Basically, like, we've carried your asses for 25 years. We deserve more money than you. Um, I think this goes to a point where Ohio State says, why, are, why the hell are we feeding Rutgers? Why are we... I mean, Indiana can't put 20,000 people in their stadium. What are, what are we doing here? Why are we continue? Why are we making the same amount as Northwestern football? And I think that's the next stage. And when we do, that gets to your power thing, right? We saw the Premier League try to do this, and there was significant backlash. We'll see if college football does it. But I, I think that's the next step. And if that's the next step, Iowa's going to be on the bubble, like, I hate to tell you guys, like, I think Iowa would get in, but your population center is not high, and that's really what it will, will be about. It will be about money and, you know, these stupid, you know, reach and, and all that. I think Iowa would be one of the bubble teams to, to get in. We've, we've had this conversation before, but I, I don't think it will just be these big 12 teams that are kind of swimming when we get to that point. I think you're... My- you're going to have like actual like real programs that have had a ton of history and stuff. Iowa State is not, mm-hmm. but that are going to be kind of screwed just based on where they're located. And my dad, Don Hassel, brings up a good point. Iowa State won't be a big boy until they get a new press box with 10 toilets and central air. So, I mean, I think you got to start there. Uh, I wouldn't I argue you, with that, Don. I'd like a <laughs> press box, too. You also should probably re- repaint the bleachers. And Jack Trice, black. Yeah, paint there him black. you go. Paint him black, baby. Because that thing looks terrible when nobody's in it. If you take an aerial shot, you notice how the Big Twelves, all their uh, graphics and stuff, are black and white now too. They're just they're just tailing off Campbell now. Campbell's just yeah, he's just changing the way everybody looks at all of this branding stuff. 
You know the biggest stadium now in the Big 12? Did you see that graphic? Uh, no. I didn't see BYU. that one. Is it BYU? It's BYU, and Iowa yeah. State is number two. Once Texas and Oklahoma leave and you bring all these new teams in, they've done a hell of a job. Even like the nastiest Hawk fans on the planet, and there are a lot of you out there watching. (laughs) Well, it it still doesn't hold a candle to good old Kinnick. No, but I've had a lot of Iowa fans that leave that Cyhawk game and be like, God, this place is so different than it used to be. I, I would love for you to get up to a game and just see it. Like it, it looks so different. Well, I used to tell people day. that when I was going to games from 2007 to 2012, it, it's a lot better than people give it credit for, and that was 10 plus years ago. Mm-hmm. I I was always um, surprised by how loud it would get, and they started making some of those improvements when I was there, putting in the big scoreboard, kind of closing that in a little bit. But I haven't been there since they closed in the end zone. It's a lot better. I I still think they have a few things that they can do to make it better. Like they moved the students last year. And that that, little, boy, yeah, yeah that's it right. was like, like they didn't even exist over there in that yeah. corner. It's too bad that they had to do that. But you know, there's some tweaks I think that could be made. Adding it, air conditioning to the press box is one of them. It's so much better than it was. The two, the two giant scoreboard things was the was the first part. But yeah. Anyways, we have a lot else to talk to. I, I do want to thank our friends over at Circa. We will be out at Circa in what two weeks from now. I think two weeks from now we'll be out there getting yeah. signed up for the Circa contest with the NFL. Did you decide what one we are going to do together, Chris? Do you want to do the millions or do you want to do the survivor hmm. with me? I just think that we're going to get in huge fights picking which team on the survivor. And then I can see, cause that survivor is kind of hard. So you think millions would be better, would be better I don't know. for us I, if we do it together? I don't know. I, I think it'd be more fun probably to do the survivor together the biggest pro contest in all of Vegas. Yeah. And we're doing this here one-on-one and we can like announce our pick on Thursdays and people can You're kind of arguing it. against both of them. Which which one do you want to do? I'll do it. You I pick. think Survivor for us would make the best content. Okay, so I let's see, do like, Survivor. We've narrowed down the Chiefs and the Broncos this week and Hassel's leaning towards the Broncos. I'm leaning toward. All right, Hassel, fine. You win and then your team goes out and loses. <laughs> Okay, let's do it. We'll do that. We'll do that. Survivor. That's for us. We're playing Survivor. One entry named Chris. You can, um, yeah, you'll be able to follow along on the season with us. We are in the Channel Seed Studios as well. Really, I I hadn't seen this, Chris. You pulled this up last night. These softball players from the Pac-12 who are vocal about all of the realignment Stuff Softball players on. on teams that have either moved to the Big Ten or the Big Twelve, and you know, basically calling out the hypocrisy, saying the stuff that we have said about you know, do you really you really care about the student athletes? No, you're not adding schools you're not adding universities you're adding programs you're adding football programs and to a lesser extent basketball programs and who gives a shit about what this is going to do to 
softball players and baseball players and cross-country athletes. And there were several of them that spoke out about that. And, you know, some of them pointed out that, you know, they went to these schools so that they could play close to home so their family could see them. And now, you know, if you're a if you're an Oregon softball player, <laughs> where are your road games going to be? You're going to go to Ann Arbor. You're going to go to Iowa City. You're going to go to Lincoln. You're going to go to the East Coast. And then you're going to have to fly back. And Eli Drinkwitz, the head coach at Missouri, yeah. had a, a good quote on this. And I, a lot of people are shooting it down because they're pointing out his hypocrisy and that he left Coastal Carolina for Missouri. But that's the business. You know, that's, that's how it is. You know, you, you don't coach to stay in a group of five. If you get a chance, you jump to the power five. That's a little bit different. And I get maybe he's not the greatest messenger for that. But he, everything he said was right. Mm-hmm. Not, none of this has anything to do. And they don't care about what this is going to do to these lesser sports programs. And it might kill some of them. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, I think it, especially when the players start to get paid by the universities and stuff, which is probably coming at some point, we're going to have some sort of a, a revenue share here. I, I was talking with Bloom about this last night. It's like, okay, when it, whenever that happens, it, that's going to be a total mess too. Think about but that. But what's, what's going to like, be the breakthrough that makes that happen? I It, it could either be Congress or... The, the thing is, it's like the Supreme Court has decided that all these schools can't come together and make one set of rules, right? Because that's mm-hmm. that, that's what the Supreme Court voted against a couple years ago, the collusion aspect of all of it. But think about that, though. Like if, if all of a sudden 20% of your revenue has to go to the what's been free labor forever. Mm-hmm. A lot of these programs are not going to exist. Now, the women's programs are probably in because Title IX still exists. But, like, there's going to be, you know what, the one sport that there's two sports really is baseball and wrestling, in my opinion, that will they would take be the most affected by it. Yeah, I think so. Because mm-hmm. they're, especially baseball, it's more expensive to run, it's not a revenue sport. You got to travel all over the place, especially if you're a cold weather school. Think so you think this like is going to happen eventually, where the the uh, the players become employees in some capacity? Yeah. What I, then happens to the these huge NIL arms? One of two things: it's either one they just get rolled into the university, or Two, I get, and when I say that, it's like they can work with the university. Mm-hmm. I don't think they'll ever be like employees at the university. Or two, it's just they don't they they don't exist anymore. Because the players will be getting paid, but how will they decide how much the players? That's are, what I'm are saying. I don't know. Like 
but you can't just if it's through the university, you can't just say we're going to pay football and men's basketball, but not women's basketball. Mm-hmm. Or like does I mean tech like the softball programs like right that we're referencing here? They're on the Big Ten Network. I see softball on Big Ten Network all the time. Don't they? I mean, they're being monetized off of. They need to get paid. I'm telling you, you know what's next? NIL um, in high school. Yes. I've been predicting this for like five years. We're getting close. We'll localize it. You're telling me there's not value if some media company wants to get a media rights deal with the CIML football? Well, there's already teams and schools in central Iowa that are wanting money for you know showing their games over whether it's digitally or over the air on a channel i mean that that that's that's already started cuz they see what's going on with college football now and all that money and they think well they yeah we've got football too people will watch so we should be paid for it we can make some money off this you're you're making money off of this why are we not it's our product mhm <laughs> And then you're you're working with either you know, uh, I'm telling you it's coming though. Like and then there's once you start doing that, the players are going to be like, well, we're we're doing the labor here. It's the same thing. It's just twenty years behind. Another thing to keep in mind, and and this is really interesting. The Big Ten, you know, when they added USC and UCLA. The, Right behind that conversation was, okay, they also want Oregon and Washington. Well, why didn't they get them right away? Well, because they didn't want to give them a full share. They got Oregon and Washington half off. They're only getting $30 million a year as opposed to $60 million a year for the next eight years. So how is that going to affect those programs when everyone else is making twice as much as you? And they had to do it because it was their only option. I think it'll be less for Oregon because of Phil Knight. Yeah. And I think Washington's in for a world of hurt, though, when it comes to that. And because they've got – there was some study done last week that, like, just Washington's travel cost in this big town oh is going to be like 10, 10 to $12 million. Well, that's where a lot of this money is going to go, to the travel costs for these other programs that don't make any money, mm-hmm. that lose money on a yearly basis. Now how much more money are they going to lose when you're playing in the big Ten? Instead of the Pac-12. It's really pretty stupid. <laughs> the whole thing is just really, really, really stupid. But you knew it was coming. And it's not over. No. Like, th- this is not it. This ACC thing is going to be fascinating. So here's real quick for for people who don't follow this that closely. I'll, I will dumb it down for you. So the ACC has a media rights agreement with ESPN that runs through 2036. <laughs> and at the time, when they signed that deal, we all were like, oh, man, they've got long-term stability for a long time. This is great for them. Well, then the numbers skyrocket, right? And the ACC is at a major financial disadvantage to its peers. Well, it's it, I'm sure you all have heard of what's called a grant of rights. Really hard to get out of, okay? The one way that they can do it is if a majority vote to dissolve the league. And 
that's kind of what we're looking at right now. There's seven ACC schools led by Clemson and Florida State, specifically Florida State, that are threatening this. Mm-hmm. Where ESPN, who owns their league, Chris, is like, well, why would we get out of this good deal for us? You signed the deal. We signed the deal. Why would we just break it up and pay you twice as much? Right, because if they were to go to the – sure, they want to go to the SEC, right? If they were to yeah. go there, that's ESPN would have to yeah. foot that bill. You're bidding against yourself. And ESPN's not going to do that. One other nugget for you here that I found fascinating over the weekend, and it's not really out there yet, but I've reported it to my subscribers, is I don't think the Big 12, because we, we talked on Friday, and I kept telling you I, there's just no money here. And I know you've heard mm-hmm. this too. I don't think well, the Big 12. And that's 12, why Oregon and Washington had to take half of a share to come to the Big 10, because there's no from money. What I'm understanding, the Big 12 is not getting extra money for. Utah and Arizona State. Okay, it's so how are they going to make that work to split it They're, up? I think each program is going to take less, and it, so and you, then take out loans, which is what Rutgers and Maryland did. They took so out they, loans when they joined the Big Ten. They're still paying those off, so they're still behind, even though they're getting a full share now. They're still so, behind. No, the hear me, hear me correctly here. Utah and Arizona State are going to make the same amount as every Big Twelve team. They're getting a full share. Okay. But the shares have gone down because the Big 12 is not going to enforce a pro rata to its media partners that don't. So Iowa State is getting less money because they added those. That's how I understand it. So you would, then the obvious next question is, well, why would you do that? Mm -hmm. Which is rational. The way it's been explained to me is. The Big 12's board of directors thought it was more valuable to kill off the Pac-12 in the end for their long-term survival than have an extra $3 million a year. Mm -hmm. And that's a savvy league that has been beat up for a long time that has learned how to budget its money, right? Like They they looked at it as if we let the Pac-12 survive in any way, they could merge with the ACC or they could and then come off to kill us in the future. Mm -hmm. Instead, we're going to kill them now and take more money or take less money now, hopefully to be able to make more money in the long term. I think that's smart. I don't I think do a lot of Big Ten schools wouldn't have done it because the Big Ten didn't need to add Oregon and Washington to survive. Big Ten, so they're not going to take less money. Like you're on a different block. I like right. That's how I like to explain this. It's all neighborhoods. You know, the Big, Big Twelve. You're in Bondurant. Yeah. <laughs> Big Ten. You're you're down here in Delray Beach. With your Couture signs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ed, who I went to high school with. Hello, Ed. Hey, Ed. Ed asked, do you see the Big Ten kicking out the bottom programs? And we've talked about that. Like, it would be awesome to just get Rutgers the hell out of there. But what would that take? How would we get to a point? where that can actually happen. You got to get to your next TV deal. Mm-hmm. When the grant of rights is up, that's when shit always starts. That's when it all And then everybody starts. comes together and they're like, you know what? There's going to be a Rutgers day. Rutgers doesn't belong. And I don't know if it will happen because I think, I hope, I hope college sports fans would be like soccer fans were. We're like, if you're an Arsenal fan or if you're a, 
Newcastle fan, if, whatever. They all came together against the Super League concept with English soccer because they said, this sucks. We like playing, you know, the, these smaller clubs, and we it that's what makes our sport great. I hope American college football fans, because the time will come when there's a backroom meeting at some airport where Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, Georgia, USC, Florida State, Miami, all the big blue blood type programs, when they all come together and they are conspiring to kick everybody else out Mm -hmm. because they want to keep the money themselves. This will happen. Did you see the Ohio State Athletic Director post on Twitter welcoming Oregon and Washington to the Big Ten? Yes. I mean, it's it's so predictable. But he... We, we know what it's all about. I, I said it earlier. You're, you're adding programs. You are not adding universities. Give me a break. If you're adding a, a university, you would have gone and gotten Stanford. So Gene Smith, former Iowa State Athletic Director, correct? Correct. Says, welcoming the universities of Oregon and Washington to the Big Ten is exciting for our student athletes, coaches, and fans. Both schools are members of the AAU and share Ohio State's commitment to excellence in the classroom and on the playing field. Give me a break. Such a farce. God. Yeah, you nailed it. If this was about academics, you had Stanford and Cal. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, for being smart, they played this awfully stupid. And now what's going to happen? Where where are those four schools left in the pack four going to end up? Are they going to have to? You said they're not going. Stanford's not going to merge with. There's no way West. Stanford's going to be in a new league with Boise State and Idaho State, and like, there's no way. They're way too arrogant for that. How is it that we just are at this point in America where we can't like separate? Like, yeah, okay academically we're but like sports wise yeah it's it's fine to play them you know like god there's so much of like societal's problems that are have been like pushed down into conference realignment have you picked up on this uh, like well mo- it's money that's all it is <laughs> it's money it's greed I promise you, though, like if I'm like you make a great point, like there's probably a ton of Washington fans that are all amped up today. Oh, we're in the Big Ten. This is great. We're huge winners out of this. Uh, you're probably not going to be, guys. You're no. you're making half the amount of everybody else. You're in a financial situation already as a state and as your athletic department. Washington State's gone like belly up. You're not you're not far behind them. Now you're a geographic outlier. You know. The majority of your traditions are are gone. This isn't going to be a good thing for them. You can't really drive to many of your games anymore. Uh, it just no. And that's I mean, another Oregon thing, maybe, but that's that's it. Uh, another thing that has been reported by some is that now that the Big Ten is up to eighteen teams, are they going to add a tenth game and then still keep the schedule at twelve games? And I, I would be all for that. I would be, because the conference is so big, 
play as many of them as possible. Well, and they're not even going to feel like conference games in a lot of instant. It, right. Right. Know. Yeah. Iowa this Washington is going to feel like a a, a non conference game, a cool non conference game, but a yeah. non conference game. But it's yeah. going to count in the standings. And then if you only have two games in the non conference. Are you really going to keep a home and home with Iowa State? Well, that's what that's I worry about because these schools, Chris, as you know, they need everything is built on at least seven home games a season. M- many times, eight home games a season. If you go to 10 conference games, that's five right there, and you only have two left over. So you could do two bye games to get to seven. But if you still keep the home and home with Iowa State, some years you're only having six home games. Is Iowa going to do that? Iowa State's in the same boat, too. What does the future Big 12 school or future Big 12 schedule look like? You have 16. I mean, this isn't mm-hmm. your precious round robin anymore. Nope. Um, the, the interesting thing about that will be TV, and I don't really know how it all works, but again, like these these media companies aren't really paying much for these new additions. And, and, and again, that has not been widely reported on yet. I believe it will in the next week. So like from what I understand, Chris, like Fox, for instance, Fox would be in a similar case to the company you work for CBS. They don't have like four channels like ESPN does. They have FS one and they have the big Fox. Okay. They don't have room for, Many more games, so I'm wondering. It's going to be pushed to streaming. I mean, it'll either if be it's CBS, to... for instance. They would be putting games on Paramount Plus. We, we already know that NBC is putting games on Peacock. Correct. Then there will be more games on Peacock. I'm wondering too if there could potentially be an opportunity for both of these leagues to farm out a game or two to an Amazon or a MC22. <laughs> Or I was actually going to say the CW. We had made fun of the Pac-12 for the, remember the Dawson's Creek thing and and all that stuff, but they <laughs> just got ACC rights from ESPN and the Bally Sports thing. I just wonder if this opens up an opportunity for both of these leagues to. I'll bet you Amazon at least at least makes the call. Big Ten, let me put one game on Thursday nights. We'll pay you X mm-hmm. amount more. Big 12, let me uh, – I want to buy a Friday night game every week and we'll pay you – you know, it'll bump up your deal $3 million per school, $2 million per school. I don't know. I think it's a possibility, though. Because, again, like, I'm just looking at this. There's only so many spots for these games to be played. The Big 12, I'm sorry, fans, you're going to be on ESPN Plus a lot because they ain't pri- oh, prioritizing man. you over – the SEC. Can we They're up the production not. value a little bit on those uh, God, I hope so. Big 12 ESPN <laughs> Plus games? Jeez. Well, you know, at least Apple and Amazon have the infrastructure in place. You've, we've seen it with those Thursday night football games. Apple's done a lot with, like, Major League Baseball, and those broadcasts mm-hmm. are really good quality. Um, they use really good equipment and cameras. So, you know, I, th- I think it would make sense, like you said, to add, have, you know, a one game from the Big 12 a week on a Friday or something. Big 12 specifically, and I bet Big 10's not far behind, but there's going to be more Thursday and Friday games, and you're going to have more streaming games because of all this growth. It's just the reality. Mm-hmm. 
and I, and I'm gonna say I'm gonna be consistent. I said this to Pac-12 fans all those years. Quit bitching if you have to play at nine o'clock at night. You're taking the money. They own your rights. They can put you wherever they want. Remember when Kirk Ferentz said, "Sold your soul." A few years ago, that he would never go and play on the West Coast again in a regular season game. Well, I, I think this might speed up if he was planning on coaching for several more years. This might speed up his departure because you know that he's got to just hate this. We are broadcasting, recording from the Channel Seed Studios, as always. This is awesome here. I wanted to push this. We will put this out on social media as well. If you go to iowaeverywhere.com. Oh, wait, 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 wait. See- Hang on. Are you going to put the video of the farmer that got run over by the combine? Is that what you're going to post? Have you seen that video? No. God, that sounds horrible. Why he would you did bring it that on up purpose. there? Channel Seed. What? Well, he did it on purpose. This crazy, sounds like he's in Louisiana, and this idiot was so on he's not for a channel TikTok. Seedsman. No, he's a TikTok guy, and he went and he he took his camera and got run over by a combine just for the shot. Van, somehow Van Wink has already found the video. Play it, Van Wink. You got to listen to this guy. Sound up. Combine. What the hell? Hey, but y'all invited. Sorry, world. This is how I play. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> what an absolute idiot. We do not condone this. But I saw it, and all I could think of was Channel Seed. Well, we got uh, South Bend Hawkeye said he spread his seed and planted his seeds last night. His channel seed? I think he's talking about something else. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, this so, is cool. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. What no, you go to say? iowaeverywhere.com. The Avit brothers are coming to... Um, they're, they're coming to Wells Fargo Arena, I'm sorry, here later on in August. And we're, we're doing a partnership with Iowa Event Center. It's called An Evening with the Avett Brothers. It's on Friday, the 25th of August. And we are going to do a giveaway where we're going to put you up in a hotel for a night and you get concert tickets with the Avett Brothers and all sorts of cool custom stuff that comes with it. And uh, we will, we'll, we're going to plaster this throughout social media as well, where you guys can go directly to the link and sign up and one of our listeners, viewers, is going to win a really cool concert. Matt, I feel like the Avett brothers are kind of your type of thing. I've gotten into them over the years. I think they're really, really good. Yeah, and I just threw that link in the chat, too, so people okay, can perfect. click through to that. Uh, yeah, they're they're cool. I I listened to them back in college, but I, they're not totally my, my scene. But oh, okay. You know, they play in that intro when we play it. We open our show, and oh, I yeah. like it. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Cool. Yeah, it's kind of stuck yeah. in my head now. Check that out, iowaeverywhere.com. Um, you have a you you put a Twitter poll out, Chris, with the Big Ten adding Oregon and Washington. Future schools are now 
out the win future schedules excuse me are now out the window if iowa has to drop one of its three protected rivals in football what should it be the options were minnesota nebraska and wisconsin what did you learn about this nebraska won 51 percent. so more than half of the uh what is that over three thousand votes more than half said they would like to drop nebraska um my pick is Minnesota. Minnesota got 34%. Wisconsin, only 15%. I would keep Wisconsin. Um, I, that would be my number one. And then I would also keep Nebraska. I would I would drop Minnesota, but it's, it's close between Minnesota and Nebraska because, <laughs> look, I get it. Iowa didn't play Nebraska for a long, long time. They weren't in the conference for a long, long time. Minnesota's a rivalry that dates back forever. But the be- the best thing about the Minnesota rivalry is the trophy. That's it. Yeah. It's not like the game. It's not the passion. It's not the hate. Minnesota fans might hate Iowa, but i I've, I've never, I've never hated Minnesota. Minnesota's just always kind of been there. It's been a game you expect to win every single year. Nebraska, on the other hand, to me has meant more over I the keep, last decade. If I if I could choose, I would keep Nebraska over Minnesota. It's a Minnesota at the end of the day is a pro sports market. You know, it's if you listen to I listen to talk radio in Minnesota all the time in the fall cuz I'm such a Vikings mm-hmm. nut. And man, like Minnesota may get like 1/15th of the amount of play that the Vikings do. It just it's not that popular up there. It and it does have a pocket of fans. I'm not denying that. Like it's a it's a great university. The campus is cool. Like all, all that stuff. But it's just not that relevant. You go to Lincoln. You go to Omaha, and you turn on talk radio mm-hmm. or what? It's all Nebraska. And like that's what makes college sports so great. I want I want the rivalries with the schools. Wisconsin, while they have the Packers. They also don't have competition within the state. There's no Wisconsin state. Like you're a Badger fan if mm-hmm. you live in that's Wisconsin. It. And that so. I mean that's the same thing with Minnesota, but you know, you go to a game and I, I've been to many, many Iowa Minnesota games and several up in in Minneapolis. Been went there when they played in the dome, went there several times at TCF or whatever the hell they're calling it now. And it's it's always like a neutral game for Iowa. Iowa fans will go up there and show up kind of like Northwestern. Like it just, it doesn't to me have the passion that I think even the Nebraska game brings now. They've been playing that game on Black Friday. I would like to keep that thing going because I think Iowa-Nebraska will become a big rivalry in the Big Ten if you keep playing it. I mean, we've only been doing it for, what, 10 years or so? A little more than 10 Mm -hmm. years? And Nebraska has a recent history of national success. Minnesota hasn't done anything since what the '60s, and they just—it just seems like Iowa kills them. I mean, they PJ Flex still hasn't beaten Kirk Ferentz, has he? No. And I get it. Look, Nebraska's only won two of the last, however many, seven, eight against Iowa. But I, I would like to keep that one. I think that one is much more relevant these days. Than Minnesota, I think people just have a um, affinity for Floyd, 
and it's a, a better great television trophy. product too. At the end of the day, so they'll keep it for that. For real, they will. That's what we're talking about here. These are no longer your favorite teams. These are television products. Everybody <laughs> needs to get that in mind. Yes. That is why Stanford is on the outside looking in. It wasn't that long ago when Christian McCaffrey was running his ass all over your Hawkeyes in the Rose Bowl. But think about that, like how far Stanford has fallen off since that. Who got embarrassed more? Iowa by Stanford in the Rose Bowl or Iowa State by Utah when Utah came to Ames like 10 oh. years ago. And Utah that hung like 70. The, <laughs> there was a guy for that Utah team. His name was Shaky Smithson. Yes. He, he was a punt returner that just Iowa State couldn't tackle him. It was incredible. <laughs> what a ass beating. The final was. score was like 70 to 20. That was bad. And Iowa State was pretty good leading up to that too I want to say like they had a like we kind of thought going into that game that it was a decent Iowa State team look how full the crowd is like and that was Shaky Smithson right here was Utah still in the Mountain West at that point yeah I don't think they were not a Pac-12 team at that point they were one of those elite group of five teams and they just beat the shit out of the Cyclones but Iowa got humiliated much more because it was on national TV. And I agree. It was, was the watching. Rose Bowl. Yeah. Very few people nationally have any recollection of this Utah-Iowa <laughs> State game. Christian McCaffrey, man, in that Iowa game is, oh, God, he was filthy. Just, and then the band, and then all you Iowa fans, you sensitive Iowa fans lost your, oh, they're making fun of farmers. <laughs> I bet some of our channel seedsmen said that. Let's do our bigger, better, bolder performance of the past week presented by our friends at Kelderman Manufacturing. You guys can vote on this. We'll put a poll up at the end of the show on Twitter, and you can guess, uh, you can see who you agree with. I can tell you who's not bigger, bolder, and better. Bigger, better, and bolder, excuse me. Those old guys, the suits at the Rose Bowl, boy, they're kind of <laughs> screwed now with their beloved Pac-12 going up in flames. Um. I, it's about to time me, too, because the, the Rose Bowl was the thing that the big thing that held up the playoff for so uh, long, and it has held the, these dumb bowls together for so that long. That single entity held our sport back for the last like twenty five years. Mm -hmm. Those old guys at the Rose Bowl, <laughs> and I don't. It always drove me nuts how you Iowa fans couldn't see it. You're just blinded by like the tradition and oh, the granddaddy of them all. Oh, we've got a parade and everything's made out of flowers. Okay. Eh. I want a freaking playoff. It's nostalgia. Oh. And there's McCaffrey scoring another touchdown against Iowa. <laughs> All right. So who is that your... That was the uh, first one. That was in the first 10 seconds of the game. Yeah. My bigger, better, bolder performance of the past week is Brett Yormark from the Big 12. The New York business guy from Jay-Z's... Rockefeller Records, baby. I mean, this guy, like, I, I got to give him credit. He's, I don't agree Rock with every. Nation. Rock Nation, yeah. So he was Did scheduling. you say Ro Rockefeller Records? That's what it started as, yeah. Oh, okay, wow. Old, old G, old school. Yeah, it started as Rockefeller Records, now it's Rock Nation. So your mark was going to be my pick, but I wanted to, I asked you, you, you can pick first. I mean, you are the Iowa State Big 12 guy, and, and sure enough, you picked it. How can you not? I just I, like people who 
follow through on what they say. And this guy has done everything he said he was going to do. And man, like he's really, I, I, I like the big 12. It, 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 listen, they may not be the sec or the big 10, but this guy's going to squeeze every dime out of every Avenue that he can. And I also think that he's a hell of a politician too. the way that this thing played out. And what a week for Brett Yormark. That's is there anything selection. bolder? Than saying, well, bringing in a team from Boulder, but I was going to say then floating the idea of heading to Mexico City. <laughs> I don't know if there's anything more bolder than that. So, Brett, your mark is yours. I'm going in a little different direction. I thought, I thought of going with the Big Ten and Big Ten commissioner. Is it, how do you say his last name? Petiti? I believe so. I accidentally said Petiti. Yeah, Petiti. Last week. Um, but I think you it's Petiti. Did you say Petiti. that on CBS? Yes, I did. And I felt you said horrible. said Petiti on CBS? Yes, I did. Uh, but I didn't, I, I didn't mean to. I almost went with him for the simple fact that they got Oregon and Washington at a bargain rate of two for one. It was like a clearance sale. At 50% off for both. But, no, I'm going a different direction. I'm going with, uh, some of you may have seen this over the weekend, really cool moment for Eastern Michigan. Uh, and, and their head coach is a former Drake head coach, Chris yeah. Creighton. And Absolutely. I did an Eastern Michigan game last year. Creighton's awesome. I mean, just Dude, a great he has motivator, done great such, guy. They were one of the worst programs in the country they were. when he took over. Mm-hmm. And, and he survived there for, geez, he's been there about 10 years now. And, uh, boy, he's really bought in, and his players have as well. So uh, one of their captains uh, is is one of their offensive linemen, Brian Dooley. And he gave up his scholarship to another offensive lineman. His name is Zach Conti, who was really, really struggling. The, The kid has been selling his own plasma to try to, to pay to stay on this team and receive this education. And we're showing video right now. That's that's uh, Brian Dooley standing up and turning around and now walking back to Zach Conti and shaking his hand. And... What a moment. What a selfless act. Brian Dooley says, I, you know, I didn't need it. He really did because it sounded like he wasn't even going to be able to play this year if he didn't have this scholarship. And it's just a nice reminder with, with all this realignment and all this greed that there's still some really special things going on out there. That is the total opposite of my bigger, better boulder. <laughs> I've got the the feisty politician, the shark in the water, the and then mm-hmm. you've got this beautiful story of this kid giving up his scholarship. That's that's fantastic. You're not going to let me. All right, you Van mind. Winkle, you're a part of oh, this as well. Yeah. What do you got? Well, I'm over at William's house last night for a little birthday shindig, and I saw some pictures and some videos of you guys over there. Sitting by the door is this gigantic gourd. It's a zucchini. A zucchini Wait, is that a that real William, zucchini? That's a real zucchini. Oh, I thought that was like a dog toy. No. Explain yourself, Williams. Bigger, better, bolder. Come on. <laughs> so here's what happened. So we have this garden. 
And we, when we were at the Ozarks, like these zucchinis, it doesn't take them long to grow. And we got back there and this giant zucchini was in the garden. It should have been picked a little bit earlier. And then, yeah, I was just showing my zucchini to Matt. What are you drinking there? What do you, what do you got there? A little swarm beer? No. No, I that? did see that the other day at the store, and I, I selected I believe that's a Coors Light. But anyways, yeah. Thanks for sharing that picture with everybody, Matt. Really that's, appreciate that's it. That's beautiful, Matt's gourd. I, beautiful. So I, my beautiful story is sandwiched <laughs> right in between the beautiful zucchini and greed. <laughs> Uh, South Bend Hawkeye says, Hassel, donate some of your pool money to the cause then. Ooh. Greed is good. Well, th- I don't have any more money because <laughs> I spent it all on the Greece trip and the pool. Williams could enter that zucchini into the state fair, take the prize winnings. There you go. <laughs> what, do you, what do you get for that? I a blue ribbon and that's probably it. <laughs> Maybe a yeah, hundred just... bucks. I don't know. Because the state fair is starting up, and God bless them. I just, I just don't have any motivation to go and fight the crowds and go do. You're not going out to the state fair. Probably not, unless I used to always go to a dirt race. They always had a late model race out there, and that was always the night that I go. Did you you see the video of? I, I don't know where it was, but it was some county fair. They were racing huge, um, buses on a dirt track. Oh, yeah. We do that at Boone on the 4th of July. But the buses were, like, crashing into each other and then crashing into the wall and, like, tumbling into the seats. <laughs> no, I didn't see that. There's so much dirt flying up that the drivers can't even see where they're going. That's incredible. It was something on TikTok. It had you yeah, written I, all over it. I went. you went dirt tracking over the weekend, didn't you? I did. Yeah, I went out on Friday night with my buddy Charlie McKenna and hung out in the pits with him at the Marshalltown Speedway. You Marshalltown? Want good, you want good people watching. You go out to Marshalltown on a Friday night. It's a good time. Oh, I've been to Marshalltown out and about on RVTV. It's it's something else. I like that town. There's a lot of cool bars and stuff like that in, in Marshalltown. Marshalltown, Fort Dodge. Oh, yeah. Kind of one and the same. Heart of Iowa, man. Getting that little radius right there. I Ooh. hated going to the State Fair when I... Worked at uh, WHO. They forced us to go out there. I don't think they do this anymore. But they would force all of us to go out there twice a fair and sit at the cast your kernel tent. And people would come by and it was always, you were always casting your kernel and basically voting is what you were doing for a presidential candidate or a governor. And so, you know, I'm out there, and thankfully it was before, it, it, this was before, it, I'm sure it got way worse with they know, stopped Trump doing it involved. Now. They stopped doing it. But, you know, it was you know, Mitt Romney and whoever else. Yeah, this is back when we still had somewhat of a, like, yeah. logical discourse. Uh-huh. Um, and you'd sit there, you'd have to sit there for, I think, two or three hours at a time, and people would come by, what's this? Like, well, you cast your kernel. Take this kernel and you put it in the jar for the candidate that you w- want to vote for. What? Why the hell would anybody vote for Barack Obama? <laughs> Can I take some of them kernels out of there and put them in a Mitt Romney jar? 
And then you'd have someone else come up. Oh my God, look at all the kernels in Mitt Romney's jar. This is, oh, our society is just falling apart. And they'll say, well, who did you vote for? Wait, I'm, 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 I'm abstaining. <laughs> it was just, I, I, oh God, I hated it so much. I'm Ugh. glad that they did away with that because there could be like actual like fights there now. Oh, yeah. It's just a oh, totally yeah. different world. <sighs> oh, good show. But there's people that love it. They just love it. Yeah, I, I mean, I told you I have family from Pittsburgh. They drive back every year and they go to the state fair for like they a week. They drive and a half. from Pittsburgh? Yeah. My uncle, Uncle Steve. Yeah. Shout out. That is not a fun drive. They seem to be fine with it, and they'll just hang out at the state fair. They go like for four or five days, and then you know, over over the course of like a week and a half, they pick as a the dirt days track that- guy. I mean, I, dirt track people to me seem like state fair people. Um, it really surprises me that you're not one of those people that wants. Don't to put just- me in a box. You can't put me in a box. People have tried to do this for years. They're like, oh, you're from Southwest Iowa. You must be a big Donald Trump guy, or you, you know, you like. Um, no, I'm. Don't put me in a box. I'm a. I'm a unique son of a gun. He doesn't put anything in a box, especially meat. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Boom! A zinger from Van Wink. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, we've been setting records every show. We appreciate that. We couldn't do any of this without you guys on social media commenting on our shows. It does help us when you give us five stars on wherever you listen to your podcast. So go do that for us if you don't mind today. Appreciate our friends uh, at Fairway Meat and Grocery. <laughs> Just oh, Gus with a banger to send us on out. He says, wait, no talk of UFOs, vomit, or anal play? <laughs> that was a... That was, that was a uh, other than the zucchini thing pretty clean show we'll be back on thursday have a great week everybody thanks a lot for hanging out with us here on iowa everywhere iowa everywhere